Welcome to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and I just really hope I'm up to the challenge today. I've been waiting on her. Ida Rodriguez is here. <laughs> Supremely funny, fearless, I would call you, Ida, a comedian extraordinaire, fighting words on HBO. And then there's the book. I don't know how you did it. We were talking about this a little bit before we went to air. It's an enormous undertaking. I want to talk more about legitimate kid and how you got there and the process. Um, so I hope you'll share. I do. Oh, I'm just so excited. You. So excited I, to be opposite you. Say me too. Like, uh, what do you call it? Um, the laws of attraction. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is. I so uh, it. buckle up, folks, because we're not going to hold anything back. At least one of us I know won't. <laughs> Probably neither. <laughs> We'll begin today with Simone Biles back in the headlines. Simone and her husband arguing about who is the better athlete. Is this really a thing? Olympic gold medalist Simone Biles took to social media to clock all of the people who think that she is bothered by her husband's quip after he called himself the catch in their relationship. And the subversive inference that she is not his type. That's what we all want to hear, don't we? Um, let's uh, remind you how we got here. Here's the clip. <laughs> how did you do that, bro? Man, it's really how she pulled me, man. That's the question. Oh, man. Lord Jesus. I'm uh, I'm about, I just got to Houston. I probably have been to Houston seven months. Um, I was single at the time, you know, so I'm just living, being me and myself. And COVID had just hit, and but I had just went to Arizona, and one of my boys are like, hey, man, you got to check out this app, you know? And I'm like, now I'll check it out. Like, what is it? It was called Raya at the time. So um, basically, it's like a dating app, but you know, you have to go through certain like criteria to make sure that you're who you are. So literally, have been on the app for a couple of days, man. And it's like, she pops up, and I'm like, mm, let me see what this is. Gymnastics. I ain't never, you know, I, I never really paid attention to gymnastics. So it, it, it piqued my curiosity, you know. So I'm like, okay, that's, 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 a, I'll see what's up. I swiped her, and it said we match. So I'm just like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna see what's up. So I go do my workout. And I come back and I get like, I had some likes on my Instagram, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, this might be. I'm like, okay. So I see what's up. And then I still waited. I'm like, man, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I, you know, take a shower and everything. Then I come back to my phone and then she messages me on the app like, hey, you know what I mean? And I'm, man, that's a, man, this got to be fake. Like, I don't know. Just, I didn't know who she was at the time, but. Like the first thing that I saw was that she just had a bunch of followers. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, she got to be good. If yeah. I promise you, I'm a, I'm a real life story. When she won the Olympics, I was in college and we didn't have NBC. We didn't have Olympic channels and we're in camp. We're in camp late, late, late July, early August. So I'm not paying attention to, you know, so I never would have had a moment to where I would have watched like. So So you was really the catch in I always say we the men are catch, man. I always say we the catch, man. Yeah, so she really booked you. She did though. She is did, what you though. said. Cause I, I was fighting it. I was fighting it. So I was you, fighting it. So in truth, if I say this out loud, was Jonathan Owens ain't really want Simone Biles. Is at, what you're saying. <laughs> at the time, that's what you're not gonna say that. That's what you're saying. I was afraid. I, I was afraid to commit. I'm like, ah, I'm. Man, it's my it's my third year, you know. I'm trying to ah, I'm like it's kind of early, but you know, like I said, man, it happened when you least expect it. Okay, a lot went on there. A lot was said. I heard a lot. I don't know if that's how we meant it. Okay, all the cackling and you know, 
They really boxed him in and he did need to moonwalk back some of it. Jonathan Owens talking about how he met Simone Biles. Owens would draw the ire of social media with some digging up of old tweets of his. I want to look at those. Didn't we look at those? Ah, and here they are. He's done a lot here. Damn, Gabby is good. Gabby with the gold. Gabby just needs to get them bottom teeth fixed and then her smile will be cool, LOL. I want to pause there because Ida, you're the comedian. The jokes fell flat there for me. Okay, you're going after this other champion's appearances, but I'll let you weigh in and then we'll get to the rest of what he said. You know, I'm I'm on a different path in life right now, and I am definitely seeking peace in all things that I do. Beautiful. I will warn um, these young people, younger people, um, as a result of my own experience with social media, does not forget it is archival footage. And every time that you go on a public platform and you speak, it's going to live forever because if you know they continue on with their marriage, which I hope they do, and they have children, your kids are going to see you know that the, that clip. And I just think I do believe he got boxed in. I, it does feel kind of adolescent, you know the the conversation. There's the looking for you know everybody's always looking for the clips that are going to go viral. They got it. Um, but I just I can't help but to wonder. You know, because for us, it's a topic of discussion and, and us for us to weigh in. But that's their real lives. That's an right. actual couple that's married, that's newlywed under the microscope already. And so I just I can't help but to wonder what what home feels like. And I hope it feels good. I hope she yeah. because she knows who she is, as she said she does. But I just I, I'm just like, you just got to be careful when you when you're running your mouth. On, on these platforms because they will come back to bite you. And if you say, I don't know, I never wore yellow before, yep. guess what? They're gonna find 15 pictures of you wearing yellow. Yeah. <laughs> you got- There's nothing better to do and that's what they'll do. And I think what you're saying is, number one, we don't know if this will age well. <laughs> I think the odds are probably against that. What will the children, future children say? But also, you know, you don't have to answer every question that's posed to you and maybe relationships particularly when you're two notable people, think about making those questions off limits. You know, people can ask what they want and you can answer what you want. Just a thought. Um, others though, calling into question Owen's real preferences in, in women. So watch this. So I saw a video earlier of a girl saying hot take. She don't think Simone Biles is her husband's type. And I agree. A lot of people are up in arms about the things he said, but I don't think anything he said is necessarily wrong on paper. He's the catch. She pursued him. He had to resist committing to her. None of those things are inherently wrong, especially if they're true, which it seems to be they are. But those aren't things you say about somebody you're head over heels attracted to, right? That's something you say about someone who had to grow on you for one reason or another, whether that's personality or something else. And then I scrolled through the comments and saw a dude played in the NFL. And then I clocked the situation immediately because unfortunately it's a stereotype, but the stereotype rings true. Anytime there's a ball player, whether that's NFL, MLB, NBA, especially the NBA, all the players' girls look identical, bro. They all look like that Kardashian type, big lip, BBL, fashion over model look, right? And if they don't look like that, typically they fall in one or two categories, high school sweetheart or very rich and famous. Anyways, the point is 
rarely are people the exception to the norm. And sure enough, I looked dude's Instagram up. I checked his following and not to give the sauce away, but you know, if you want to know if you're your man's type or not, check his following, scroll through for about five seconds. You'll know immediately. And yeah, he's following a lot of women. Not one of them look like Simone Biles. That's an interesting analysis um, from someone who's not in the relationship and presumably does not know the two people involved. Interesting analysis. Uh, meanwhile, Biles talked about their relationship during Peacock's 2023 back that year up with Kevin Hart and Keenan Thompson. When asked on who is the better athlete, she replied, I think we're good at our own sports. She said, considering difficulty and ability, gymnastics is harder if he agrees or not. Uh, I know your name, said Thompson, pointing to Owen's claim that he didn't know who she was before they began dating. Hart then wanted to backtrack as he inquired about the debates and heated arguments being had in the Owens household, including who is the better athlete. We fought over it a couple of times and then we vowed once we got married, we wouldn't talk about it again. But it keeps coming up every time, Files explained. He has done my workout in the gym and he could barely do it. However, when it came to doing his NFL workouts, well, she crushed it. That doesn't surprise me. In terms of accomplishments in their respective sports, it's really not a fair comparison, right? Despite all the online chatter about her relationship with her husband, Biles appeared to be unbothered by it all. She is who she is. Um, she posted this, bored with it, I guess. Are y'all done yet? So I guess um, let's talk more if we can about the lessons here. You know, I'm just me, and you know, I think I told you offline. I don't really even leave the house, so just me. But I tend to. I really don't have any business, is what I'm saying, Ida. But I still am very private. I'm very private. I've got zero business. Even my 12 year old said, "Get some business about yourself," because you're always hey. coming in the background. And chiming in on my FaceTime group calls with my friends, little penny boppers. Um, but I tend to believe that nobody really needs to know everything. And it's difficult when someone, I mean, you are a celebrity, people know your name. And so I think you probably have experience with people thinking they can ask you whatever they want and you're just supposed to answer because you agreed to an interview. Mm -hmm. So thank you. I don't really consider myself a celebrity, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm working with this, but you know, I do not answer the questions that I do not want to answer. Um, I've learned, uh, you know, I've learned that it does follow you. You know, I'm I am a stand-up comedian. I am, you know, locked in arms with people who are very famous, and I see, you know, the way they're pursued and persecuted for every single thing wow. that they say. And you have to be mindful that there's just a nation of people out there who have nothing to do but sit down and do research. I mean, imagine the people that have these skills that can go and find these old tweets and they find, you know, to see who you're following. Imagine if they use that for a particular career, they would be super successful. They could yeah. be private investigators. <laughs> they could work for the law. They could do. They oh, could right. Historians, yeah. and they, yet they choose to use this stuff for the internet. I'm with you. I think it's important to know, you know, and I, I do share a lot of my personal stuff. I wrote a book, 
But those are things that I'm willing to share that people who who sto- are in the stories I've, I've gotten consent from. I don't think I don't want my husband talking about my relationship with him and how we met unless we are both on one accord of. Right. So you going, you know, he said I swipe. So it just seemed like it was a mutual thing and it just got turned into she pursuing him. And, you know, I just. I feel like when you do stuff like that, you just subject yourself to everything that the internet is. Not mm-hmm. just the good stuff, but the horrible stuff as well. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. It's just, it's really sad for me to watch because this is a very, you know, like why would should this wash over Simone's accomplishments? Right. Yeah, such an amazing year. Like, why are we talking about who met who on Raya Who's the catch when we she's one of the most celebrated athletes of our time and she has done the unimaginable. And that's Mm. why we you know, this is why this stuff bothers me, because now we're talking about, you know, how she got her man and who got who and who is the catch and who is this and who's who's type. And everybody talking about it can't do what she did. Yeah. Not a one. No. Mm -mm. Can't even hop up on a curb. And stay balanced now. And I kind of feel for him a little bit because as I listen to the initial controversy, the conversation that sparked it all, I don't think even when you are a headline maker that you understand sometimes that you can politely say, I don't really talk about that. There's certain things that are special between us or you don't have to elaborate. You know, it's just not not what you're going to do. So I think he was put off guard and I'm not going to say they were expert interviewers but expert at maybe being a little messy and they like we said boxed him in to feeling like he was um a second dairy in this relationship of two equals we're not talking about their accomplishments and gold medals and this and that and how many games somebody won they go home and they lay down hopefully next to each other and they live this life that we're not privy to every angle of every insight into so you know, it just seems like it should fade away. I do not know. I concur why we care so much. You mm. know, they both have great dimples. Okay. Yeah. So to me, I see that they're a match, whatever. But the internet is all a buzz, and um, that you would do an entire TikTok like the one gentleman did, explaining how he looked and, you know, the followers and the BBLs and the other athlete wives. Um, Who are we really comparing ourselves to? How many of those relationships work out or don't? Um, I hope that theirs is a sincere and truthful one. I wish them the best. I just wish them the best. I just wanted to say quickly also, uh, just beware. Like I was thinking, listening to him and these generalizations that are being made, it's, it's really not scientific data. It's like, this is what you've gathered from what you've seen on the internet. Yeah, You know, like there are 52 players on each team in the NFL. That's like 100 and what, 16, 36 players. You don't know every single one of them. All of them are not on the internet. You don't know who everybody's Mm. dating. Who's every, you know, who's married to or dating those types of women that are in internet, whatever, have that look because they are on the internet, but you don't know everybody, you know, to sit there and make those generalizations, you know, and it's like spoken like with an an authority, like there are two categories, the the high school sweetheart and the Kim Kardashian lookalike. No, it's a whole bunch of things and in between. And I will argue that Savannah James is one of the most beautiful women that I've seen. 
something that somebody in the NBA is married to who doesn't look like that, whatever look. And so I just sit there and that that's not settling for a high school sweetheart. That's dating, you know, a beautiful woman you've been been with for a very long time. So I I think that, uh, you know, that's the thing about the Internet which I'm always telling people is be careful who you're listening to because people speak with authority, but what they don't have is information and data. No, they don't. And might I add, I used to be a sideline reporter for the Cavs years ago. And Mm -hmm. LeBron was with the team, his first stint. And I probably had more conversations with Savannah under the tunnel, you know, and she was always this very sweet, down to earth, natural beauty. And it seems, that's how she remains. So you never know what's going on in, in someone's life. It can be that they fell in love as teenagers and they're living happily ever after. It really could just be that. She can be beautiful and not go the BBL route. But if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. I, hey, do you, boo? Okay. Kevin Hart, again, it seems that you. Perhaps think you can do whatever you want to someone, particularly comedians, okay? Mm-hmm. Particularly comedians. Kevin Hart is suing a familiar YouTuber, Tasha Kay, at it again, perhaps suing her for defamation. The comedian Kevin Hart has filed an extortion and defamation lawsuit against YouTube personality Tasha Kay after first sending the blogger a cease and desist letter on November 22nd. Controversial bloggers accused of trying to extort the actor for $250,000 by threatening to publish a scathing interview with his former assistant, Maisha Shakes. You see, I think a lot of times people get these cease and desist letters in the age of the internet and they think, just blow it off. Freedom of speech, I'll say what I want. Perhaps don't know the laws or what else is coming. Uh, There's more here, further details. Hart reportedly first sent the blogger that cease and desist letter in November. Advising her, he would not pay the 250000 He asserts one of her representatives requested to quash the interview. The sit down with Shakes claims Hart, who was previously involved in a cheating scandal while his wife, Nico Hart, was pregnant, is a serial cheater and gambler. Nico forgave her husband following the 2017 cheating scandal after he offered a public apology online. According to her husband's rep, Dante Mills, Someone from his team was contacted by another individual who was affiliated with Tasha K. Lena Blackstar with the details here. The ride along actors team also reportedly informed the police about the alleged extortion attempt and told investigators that she threatened to release the interview, which supposedly includes scandalous assertions against Hart. The claim states Hart and his representatives contacted the police and did not pay the ransom that he was demanding. That's all in the complaint. Investigators were also directed to a teaser video the blogger shared on YouTube and Instagram showing Shakes having to sit down for the show, Unwind with Tasha Kay. Videos captioned explosive, Kevin Hart's PA tells all, gambling addict, cheater, extortion, four million DUI payoff. It is time for Hollywood to hear this story, especially because a lot of people are locked in non-disclosures and they're not able to talk and protect themselves, said Shakes. But if you have to protect the person you're working for, where's your protection? She also claimed that Hart played too much poker and twice impregnated an employee from Hart's company 
Heartbeat Studios. She also claims she once told his wife, Nico, Kevin is cheating on you with a girl named Mix Morgan. She's his flight attendant. She's on his plane. Hart is also suing Shakes for breach of contract defamation after she signed a confidentiality agreement in 2017 and again in 2020 in exchange for 30,000 a year for three years. The suit states that her interview breached that contract due to false and defamatory statements regarding Hart and certain legal disputes in which he had been involved. I want to just pause there. I tend not to like non-disclosures when you have a ton of victims, but I'm still looking for the part where the assistant, even in her allegations, which are you know up in the air and he says are false. Where do they involve you not being protected? What? Why do you have to tell these stories that we don't even know are true and are said to be defamatory, false? It's a. I'm still waiting for. It. Perhaps we'll get to that part. Okay. Suit also points out Tasha K's controversial history of posting defamatory and otherwise improper content regarding celebrities, such as her defamation case with Cardi B. 2018, Tasha claimed Cardi had contracted an STD and abused drugs. One year later, Cardi filed a lawsuit and admitted during federal court that the lies caused her to suffer from suicidal thoughts. Cardi won the case, and a judge ordered the gossip blogger to pay the rapper nearly four million dollars. Prior to this latest suit, Tasha K had courted possible legal trouble with the Smith family. Last month, she conducted an interview with a former friend of Will Smith, who claimed during the interview that he walked in on Will Smith and Dwayne Martin having sex. I hate to even repeat it. I hate to even repeat it. Just telling you what <laughs> what's out there. When asked about this accusation by TMZ, Jada Pinkett Smith denied the allegation and said, we're suing. Currently, no confirmation of Tasha K would be targeted in such potential suit. It's all so messy. And I wonder about how someone sleeps at night. Sometimes people have to sleep with the TV on just because they need a little background noise. Other times it's because it's to keep what else is going on from running through their head all night, okay? Things that maybe they've done. But when you peddle in this 24 7, unless she has a GoFundMe for children, who are homeless, perhaps. I don't know. I haven't read about that. But she seems to, this is her family business. This is her main source, Ida. This is what she does. And as a comedian, I think Kevin Hart, who's wildly funny, is saying, I may be funny on stage and I may do a lot of funny movies, but I'm not your punching bag and I'm not going to take it. Well, uh, your voice is so soothing. <laughs> <laughs> I put you to sleep is what you're really saying. And it's okay. nah, not at all. You made me calm because usually I come out. But you know what I will say is, first of all, uh, Kevin Hart is someone who's employed me and created opportunities for me beyond. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I went to the JFL uh, competition in Montreal because Kevin Hart decided to create a space. Wow. For me. Comedians of color who I historically don't really get invited much in numbers or, you know, he made it so that we could go and he created an opportunity for us to go there. I know that all, everyone who works with Kevin is a millionaire because his squad he's he's taken care of. They they in terms of he's created opportunities and paved the way for a lot of people. 
he's still a human being, right? And when I hear these stories, like the one about Kevin and the one about Cardi, why are comedians and, and entertainers being held to a higher standard than even public officials? You have a president who has multiple children from multiple women who is on trial right now for criminal offenses, who has who tried to take the country and and deliver an insurrection, delivered and instigated an insurrection. And we're worried about what Kevin Hart is doing. Mind you, everybody who's consuming this has probably experienced any of these things. You know, whether Cardi B had an STI or whether she, you know, uh, uh, Kevin drank and and drove, not anything that's uh, ideal, but everything that is human and almost most people can relate to is so is is headlines. And that someone uses that and weaponizes it is so disheartening. It's like use your powers for good and not evil. Like why? What Mm -hmm. kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? You and know, when you like, sign a contract too, Ida, I'm sorry if I interrupted. When when do people anymore just abide by the terms? I guess if you're my sister and my husband's cheating on me again, I don't even know if this is true. The, no, the you jump claims, in the elevator and you beat him up. That's what you do, Solange. Thank you, Solange. Okay. And if you're Beyonce, you just stand there and you look beautiful and my sister's got me. But if you're my Husband's assistant. I don't know why you're involving yourself in our relationship, even if there's something salacious or dirty going on. But I don't have a husband, so I don't care. They've (laughs) got to decide who they are as a couple and what they want to do, and they don't even have to explain it to me. Who am I? I don't understand why the assistant's saying, this has to be known. Huh? You know why? Because everybody, not everybody, but so many people really want to be famous. That part. They don't want to be good. They don't want to be great. They don't want to put in the work. They want to do a beeline straight to the top and be trending. They want endorsement deals. They want to be able to buy whatever they want. They want to be able to live the life of the people that they see on television without knowing the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it. Kevin Hart was worked at a Payless shoe store before, wow. you know, and worked in stand-up for 17 years before he became an overnight success. So it's very, uh, I just think it's just very much people want to, they just want, they want the attention. It's like, uh, it's like an illness now. It's like people yeah. seek fame and popularity at all, at any cost. And it's just because they want to be known. And that the thing is that how many of these stories have you seen? You get it for a few minutes and then you then the next story comes over. We move over to the next cycle. And now you in court dealing with a lawsuit, trying to figure out how you're going to pay this money. And everybody else has moved on. Nobody cares anymore. Reebok is not going to call you and say, hey, we're going to create a shoe about you because you snitched on (laughs) Salma Hyatt. It doesn't happen like that. And Kevin Hart's still going to be working with Will Packer on hit movies, and he's still going to have specials. Okay, he'll join you on HBO and other projects. And the the sad part, I'll button it with this, is you described a man who wanted to share the wealth, right? He wanted to create opportunities. And I believe if you're invited into his inner circle, right, if you are connected to him, employed by him, he probably would have helped her reach her dreams honestly. 
You know, you worked very hard. So if you just said, here's an opportunity, but you didn't have the talent, you didn't have the gifts, you didn't have the work ethic, oh, it's not gonna work out. But if no. she really came to him purely and said, hey, I'm your assistant, I'm gonna do a great job. One day he probably would have said, well, what's your goal? They probably would have helped her. I don't know him, you do, but that's the sense I get. Give me the last word. You know, I believe that you get what you get what you put out there. And, you know, the reality of it is, is that everybody is trying to make it. And with their mental health, if you have a family, whether you have $10 million in the bank or you have $10 in the bank, it doesn't exempt you from being a father, a husband, children. Mm -hmm. Kevin has children. You know what I mean? Like it's it's everybody has children. And that's not to say, oh, we feel sorry for the poor millionaire because that's where we are now. Like there there is no nuance. Two things can't be true at the same time anymore because it's either one thing or the other. But the reality of it is, is that if you keep if if the what you're cultivating on this universe and on this planet is always Mm. negativity Mm -hmm. and, you know, shooting shots at other people, specifically people who look like you, who already have to fight the fight in a country and in a world that is so anti-Black, so white supremacist, so racist, to sit and create a, you know, your, your legacy and your empire based on, you know, shooting people down what do you think will, you know, you what are you going to cultivate? It's just going to yeah. come back into your life. And it's just, I feel sad for people like that. You know, I'm yeah. not one to judge. Who knows who, you know, I've been targeted. People have said things about me, aired out things about me. And um, and it's hurtful because my children I don't want to be in the in the in the headlines. They don't want to be. That's why they not they're not on Instagram. They're not doing this. You know, they don't want any parts of this business and then people dragging them in, you know, talking about their dad and whatever and what. And it's just like, you know, and that's just me. I don't have uh, 10 million followers. I don't have. So I just think that we have to remember our own humanity, you know, not other people's, our own while we're doing this stuff, because it feels so like exciting to be you know, involved in this kind of stuff. But you, what you got to remember is that one, there are consequences for all of the actions. Yep. And two, you do you really want to want your name to be go down in history, always connected to something negative? Yeah, that's all, that's all I ask. And I'm nobody to judge anybody. God bless them all. I hope they all win. You're doing well with this, this peace thing you talked about at the top. <laughs> You're doing very well with it. And it's, it's kind of giving me a Zen moment. But you're right about the children. You know, there's, I'm, who am I? I'm nobody. There's people on the internet who still think I had a baby with an international basketball star. I didn't, he barely let me interview him. Okay. I had a daughter who came home and said, Mommy, people are calling me Ava James. I said, I'm so sorry. How do you feel about that? She said, I liked it. Okay. He's not your father. Okay. It just is what it is. And I decided a long time ago that I don't know that woman. So I'm fine. But Kevin Hart said, enough is enough. And we'll see where this goes. I'm rooting for him. There's one thing that I was thinking about, but I'll tell you in the break, uh, because I want to stay zen and peaceful too, Ida. I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a in Sunday? You're going to feel free! Back off! I'm going to tell African American man threatening my life. So just ask this guy where Walmart is, he doesn't speak English. You just told me he's from China. You're from China, right? Beijing? 
So, uh, just like I said, we uh, just when I do this report, this Chinese guy pops up. Sir, what are you doing here? Are you a student here? What are you doing in the United States? Are you a student here or do you work here? So you see, they don't want to talk to you. They're not friendly. So I mean, guys, Chinese are very racist. I've never seen a Chinese company here hire any black or white Americans. Um, we have no obligation or there's no advantage for Americans to keep letting these Chinese in here. This guy, the globalists love Chinese because they're about the closest people to robots. See, this guy's got, like, no personality, doesn't want to talk to America. I'm trying to be mean, but I have to be honest. These people do not want to assimilate. They just want to take advantage of our resources here to take over, guys. So that's interesting. Right when I did that report, this Chinese guy pops out of nowhere. I don't even know where he came from. They just start popping up at night. They kind of hide during the day, and then they start popping out at night or in the morning. So it's really bad here, guys. Better start waking up, folks. Thanks for watching. Um, you were able to catch enough of it. Uh, very lazy talker there. Okay, but enough. <laughs> of, I just, you know what I'm saying. But enough of it came through. Enough of this bigotry, harassing an Asian pedestrian near UCLA. Okay, perhaps that's his job. I, I was thinking that he was going to ask this gentleman for his papers, okay? Like they did back in the day. Where are your papers, your freedom papers? Uh, unable to verify from the repost of this video whether the young man being harassed is a student at UCLA or simply a pedestrian near the campus. We also weren't able to find the original post. Um, I don't care if he just was walking around with a backpack full of gummy bears. It's none of your business, Karen, okay? And I don't know what kind of man on the street reporting he thought he was doing, warning the rest of us talking, Ida, about refusal to assimilate. There's a lot of negativity going on in America today. Do you really want someone to take on some of that? Uh, it's just the worst, and they keep at it as if they have the privilege and the right to do this, and I don't know how I would respond to a fool like that, caught off guard, walking alone, minding my business. Um, what say you? So for someone who is vehemently opposed to assimilation, um, I will say, um, you know, first of all, uh, listening to this man, there are two things that I think about. What, how bad the education system is in this country. Oh my goodness, two, sure. Because who is he reporting to? Like his 13 followers on Facebook? Like who is this for? Secondly, the, the lot of information that these people are operating from is really scary and sad. The fact that you, I, I thought that video was somewhere else in the country. You, yeah. I did not know that was CLA, but that, that just lets people know that California is not the, yeah. you know, you that a lot of people like to paint it out to be that are out here, this liberal haven of people who are accepting and, uh, you know, whatever. It just sounds crazy. But the fact that, you know, people are out here risking it all because they don't know who's on the other side of the camera is just amazing to me. Because yes, he doesn't sound like he's well. That, that sounds like somebody who's mentally ill to me. Also, somebody who has no idea what's going on in the world, you know, talking about 
Chinese Americans in a way that first he called he mean he called them a robot and the closest thing to a robot. The closest thing to a robot is somebody who learns algebra in fourth grade because you learn it in the 11th. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just amazing to me the way people frame um, people who come here for an, from another country. And I'm one of those kids of people who came here from another country, beautiful countries at that, that your America tempered with. And if y'all would have left us alone, we wouldn't be because we wouldn't want to leave our paradise to come here and be mistreated and subjugated. Like you talk about people from Africa, the ones who got kidnapped and brought here against their will. Had y'all not been over there messing with them, they would have been over there thriving on the beautiful continent that's constantly being poached for the people, the animals, the resources, the land, every single thing you can think of. So when I hear these people talking, these ignorant people talking, and I hope that some of y'all may be listening so you'll understand that no, we don't want to assimilate into a culture of coldness and individualism where we don't respect our elders and we don't treat our children the way they they're supposed to be uh treated where we don't we don't value our customs and our religion and our faith and where we come from no we don't want to assimilate into this cold coldness mistreatment of others we don't want to assimilate we bring it here and make this better and then you guys have your taco tuesdays and your cinco de mayo and you want to uh wear dashikis on juneteenth because you are uh, fascinated by our cultures as well. So no, we don't want to assimilate. And thank you for the, uh, you know, the, it's just amazing to me, the fact that someone feels that, that has that much, much audacity yeah. to be able to walk up to somebody. One day you're going to walk up on the right person and that person is going to show you how much they are not assimilated. You got to keep your, you know, if that's how you're feeling and you're entitled to your feelings, go home. Talk yeah. to the other racist in your house about it. Leave yeah. people alone. Or go back to the basement, okay, of your grandma's house and stay down there, okay? Maybe you have a pet, talk to the pet. I don't know. But we don't want to hear it anymore. And you're so right about these so called S hole countries that you raped and took everything from it. It must matter to you. Must matter to you. Um, it, it's just crazy to me. I'm much more indisputable when we come right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Ida Rodriguez is our special guest co-host today. Um, we love her, her bold commentary, her comedy, the author now, HBO Max. Um, I do want to get to it. Um, TYT member comment though about that bigot male Karen harassing Asian pedestrian near UCLA. Yes, right out there in Cali. Over 9,000 says the old show me your papers, Karen. With fascism on the rise, these brown shirts are going to be more frequent. It's true. It is true. YouTube comment. Hmm. Donald James X says, see, see what anti-China rhetoric does to close-minded people? It doesn't take much to incite certain people who choose to stay away from the banned books, you know, that crowd, who choose just to consume whatever garbage is spewed out there. Um, yeah, it's true. Got to get an update on this story now because we brought it to you right here on Indisputable. AMC kicks Bishop Barber out of the color purple screening. Okay, that's the movie the bishop went to see and was told, you're out of here. Okay. Uh, let's uh, give you the video because they didn't just kick him out. The police were called. 
I want to take you out. I cannot go out. Okay, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to take you out. You are removed the property, and I'm going to take you out, and I'll if, charge if you, you at my car. That's fine. If you if you want to take me out and leave the property, then I'll do that. Yep, that's what I want to do. All right, well, I'm, you're going to have to put me in the car. I've been in the White House with this chair. Yeah. They've called an officer of the law, the AME Theater in Greenville, North Carolina. They would not make amends. They simply do the right thing. But we'll deal with it. They brought this officer. What's your name, Mr. Officer? Sergeant. Can I shake your hand? I ain't trying to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. This is Officer Lemon. I want to know your name. Yeah, that's fine. No problem. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your cooperation. Sorry for the, the way this turned out. We'll be back in a little bit. Okay. That's, that's fine. But you do have to leave the. Hope everyone in Greenville, North Carolina, going to the movies feels a lot safer now. Okay, as the bishop was escorted out by the police, several <laughs> officers on the scene. Does everyone feel safe now? A threat is out of the movie theater. Bishop Barber preaching on his way out. A dispute about movie theater seating led to the removal of Bishop William J. Barber II, former chair of the North Carolina NAACP, prominent civil rights activist from a Greenville, North Carolina movie theater. The incident happened Tuesday afternoon when Bishop Barber went to the AMC Fire Tower 12 Theater to see how much heralded the color purple. Who did he take as his date? His 90-year-old mother, okay? You happy, you proud. As ABC 11 reports, Barber uses two canes due to difficulty walking and sitting in certain chairs because of a form of arthritis he has, which causes inflammation in the joints and ligaments of the spine. Bishop usually takes his own chair, which resembles a bar chair, to public events. Now, they probably should have seating for people who have other afflictions that can't sit comfortably in a movie theater seat. Okay, They probably should have something for someone who I don't know, colors outside the lines because of a physical ailment. It's my thought, just my thought. Uh, that's what he did Tuesday, setting it up in the theater's section designated for people with disabilities. However, he claims he was told that was not allowed. Eventually, conversations between Barber and a theater staffer escalated. Greenville police were called. I wonder if they had the sirens going, lights flashing when they pulled up for this amazing threat. Police responded about 3.20 p.m. Hey, this is in the afternoon. 
after they were told that a customer was arguing with employees and they wished to have them removed from the business, ABC 11. Gotta be careful what you tell the police. That's right. Belligerent black man in a theater. I'm surprised they didn't come in with guns drawn. This is over a chair and a disability? Police supervisor went to the theater, spoke with everyone, and Barbara agreed to leave the theater voluntarily, police said. Barbara was already outside when a second police supervisor arrived, two supervisors. And the conflict was resolved without incident. No charges were filed. In a video, Barbara appeared to say staffers told him the positioning of his chair was a fire hazard. Okay. In a statement he wrote in part, this is about how people with disabilities, regardless of race, color, creed, or sexual orientation, should be treated fairly. With all the issues and real battles going on in the world for managers of a theater to decide they can't accommodate you and would rather remove you from a theater is absurd, which is why I prayed for them. Boy, he got him, didn't he? He got him. I'm gonna just pray for you. I'm gonna just pray for you. That's what the bishop does, no matter who it is. In this case, praying for someone he vehemently disagrees with. In a statement, AMC apologized for the incident and stated AMC chairman and CEO Adam Aaron telephoned the bishop about plans to meet with him in person next week to discuss the situation. He looks tired already. I mean, I'm sure this is an older picture, but the CEO of AMC looks tired after this drama that was unnecessary. Just my commentary there. AMC's statement continued. AMC welcomes guests with disabilities. We have a number of accommodations in place at our theaters at all times, and our theater teams work hard to accommodate guests who have needs that fall outside of the normal course of business. We encourage guests who require special seating to speak with a manager in advance to see what can best be accommodated at the theater to ensure a safe and enjoyable experience for the guests and those around them. We're also reviewing our policies with our theater teams to help ensure that situations like this do not occur again. In a statement from Repairs of the Breach, Barbara's social movement group, Barbara agreed to meet with AMC's Aaron next week and was hopeful it would lead to, well, just and good things for those with disabilities. Barbara held a news conference today in Greenville, her ABC News. He said he placed his share in a section specifically designated for guests with disabilities, which prompted safety concerns from theater employees. Barbara alleged she was threatened with trespassing charges when he refused to leave. The incident later prompted a conversation about accommodations for disabled people and accessibility in public places. So a couple of things before I turn it over to you, Ida. Somebody's going to write a check that's going to help Bishop Barber do some good things in the community. That's just what I see. I've got like this. I'm not exactly a fortune teller, but I kind of can see what's going down here. Okay, the CEO is going to meet with him. He's going to write a check because this was wrong. And if it's an area where perhaps wheelchairs are allowed to park it and watch the movie, I'm not sure what makes the chair an additional fire hazard. But then again, not in the movie theater business. But why you would threaten this person, it leads me to believe that you saw a black man, you weren't going to argue with him. And so you just decided, move along. And if I'm the CEO, because you can't legislate everything, you can't draw policies to deal with every situation. I want smart, resourceful human beings working for me. And I don't want people 
people draw attention like this and the popo shows up in the middle of what? The color purple. Really? That's just my thought, Ida. How about yours? You know, I agree with you. I think that, um, I think when we talk about these things, uh, we got to go back a little bit and understand why uh, people, some people will defend and say, hey, this is a person at their job and they're doing their job and they're following the rules. The cop comes there, they're there to enforce. They can't, um, they cannot reestablish what the, the establishment or the business's rules are. They have to enforce the law, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But I just really want people to understand that when people see Black and brown people as less than human, when they don't see a full human being there, all possibilities for empathy, consideration, are they're all out of the window. And so when you hear these stories when and people say, well, he was following the rules, imagine uh, a la Matthew McConaughey in A Time to Kill, if that would have mm. been an older white gentleman with his older mother, would they have been treated the same? Now, we can only speculate that it would be different because we can't for sure say that it wasn't. This person could just be ageist and could do that to anybody. But I've, I'm inclined to believe that there's less, you know, compassion when it comes to yeah. people of color because a lot of these people don't see us as full mm -hmm. human beings. Yeah. And so this is why we fight. Because you can, and well within your right, right feel whatever you way, whatever way you want about me. My issue is when you those beliefs are interrupting my pursuit of life, happiness, and fullness, and that is where we have the issue. I don't give a damn about these racist white people in this country. They, I don't like you either. I don't care about those people. Just stay out of my way. Yeah. Can we just leave each other alone? And you're exactly right because, again, I don't want to hear any more about we need more police training. No, we, I can't get you to see me as a human being by giving you police training. I just can't. It's like Barack Obama said, we can't bomb everyone. We have to reach hearts and minds. And we're still not getting it. We're still not getting it. You are so right. A six-year-old child on Spirit Airlines. Must have been a little scary, you know. But hey, I'm on the plane. Problem is, it was the wrong plane, Spirit. You put the child on the wrong plane, age six. Maria Ramos, grandmother of a six-year-old child who was flying on a company on a Spirit Airlines flight from Philadelphia to Fort Myers, Florida, was worried sick. When he arrived in Orlando instead of Fort Myers to meet her, for the holiday weekend. Young Casper was expected to spend Christmas with Ramos, who arrived to pick him up at the Southwest Florida International Airport in Fort Myers on Thursday, December 21st. Now, will you look at this cutie? I cannot. I love him. I love him. However, he was not there when the flight was scheduled to arrive. Airline workers claimed that the young boy had missed the flight. The grandmother was confident he had been placed 
on a plane since she possessed a check-in tag from the Philadelphia International Airport. Atlanta Blackstar with the details. I ran inside the plane to the flight attendant and I asked her, where's my grandson? He was handed over to you at Philadelphia, she said. No, I had no kids with me, Marie Ramos explained, according to Wink News. For 40 minutes, she was unsure as to where the first grader was. Can you imagine the horror? Just the sheer terror. That's my grandson who's been entrusted to me. And we're looking forward to having this fellowship over the holidays. And suddenly he's gone. He could be anywhere. Could be taken. It's outrageous. Ramos said her fears only subsided when her grandson FaceTimed her, smart kid, and told her that he was safe, albeit at the Orlando airport four hours away. He goes, Mama, I'm in the airport. I said, give me an adult, Casper, that is with you. He said, no, Grandma, I don't have anyone with me. What on earth? You understand, as a mother and a human being, if I were on that plane and I saw the little boy, I probably would have engaged him just enough conversation to see what's going on, make sure he's with who he's supposed to be with. And then I would have said, hey, we got to help this kid. Said, I guess people just rushed off the plane and did what they had to do, including the flight attendant. This is unreal. I don't have anyone with me, he tells his grandmother. Ramos said Casper had a lanyard around his neck that said Final Destination R. SW and had his flight information on it. Looks like somebody took all the precautions. People didn't follow what they were supposed to do. My guess. When she spoke to her grandchild, she wanted to make sure he did not remove himself from the plane. I asked him once they put you in the seat, did you get off the plane? Ramos said. He said, No, grandma. I got on the plane and I went to sleep. Furiously, the grandmother waited for someone to call her, but wouldn't you know it, they did not call her. I tell you, nobody called me. I had to call Casper again to be able to talk to flight attendants, said Ramos. Representative explained that Casper had been incorrectly boarded onto the wrong plane during his time in Philadelphia. Child was always under the care and supervision of a spirit team member. This is making me mad. Mm -hmm. This is making me very mad, but I'm going to go ahead and read the rest of it. I'm very mad, very mad. And as soon as we discovered the error, we took immediate steps to communicate with the family and reconnect them. The airline said in a statement to CNN, guess what? I believe Miss Ramos, the grandmother, who had to go out of her way with her missing grandson full of worry, fear. This is outrageous. We take the safety and responsibility of transporting all of our guests seriously and are conducting an internal investigation. The statement continued, adding, we apologize to the family for this experience. The airline has still not explained how the child was placed on the wrong plane, only assuring the family that the child was always with a spirit team member during the trip. Me no like that spirit team member. I don't believe it, okay? And he wasn't always under the supervision, right? You don't protect all guests. You didn't protect Casper. Ramos has been in contact with Spirit Airlines corporate office. They've offered to reimburse her for the drive to pick up her grandchild. However, the gas and toll fees are not enough for the grandmother. She wants answers. She further states the family is considering a lawsuit 
particularly since no one has an answer for how he got on the wrong flight. Ramos wonders how come no one has an update for her almost a week after the incident. You have cameras all over. You're telling me you don't know what happened to Casper five days later and it's under investigation? Sounds like a police shooting of an unarmed, well. That makes me think that he didn't have a flight attendant despite what the company insists. I believe you pay extra for that. One of my good friends, a divorced father of little children, used the service. He was trying to convince me that it was okay, you know? He didn't fly spirit, but you pay extra and it's supposed to ensure that your child, precious, the most precious cargo gets there to their destination safely. This is outrageous. Miss Ramos deserves money because that is what you do, you sue. But I think she's doing an incredible public service, Ida, because if it happened to Casper and there's still no answer, then who else might it happen to? And by the way, don't offer me gas money. Who are these people that they don't even understand how to make this go away? Instead, it's on indisputable. So a couple of things. The the last time I flew Spirit Airlines, which... I think I've flown Spirit Airlines twice because I, I I fly to Atlantic City and I don't think um, I can't fly directly into there. But anyway, I was dry. I was uh, one of my good friends, Ruben Paul, one of my closest friends, drove me to the airport. And when I got off the plane, he yelled out of the window, "Don't forget to give the captain some gas money!" Right. So I'm embarrassed. Everybody around me is laughing because he's like, "She's going into well, Spirit Airlines." Well, now. I say that to say, I can't tell you how many comedians have jokes about Spirit Airlines. You know, Black Twitter has a section, all the fights that happen on Spirit Airlines. You would think that somebody in PR or somebody in the corporate office would say, we got a lot of bad. This is like every time we see a fight, we see it on Instagram. You would think that those people would be like, we got to clean this up. This is unacceptable. You know, the metal trays that on the airplane look like the like their trays that you see saw on prison break on television. You know, the chairs don't recline. We get it. You pay less because it's the it's the pay less of air of, of flights of airlines, but it still has a standard of quality that it should meet because you are flying in the air with human beings on it. Customer service still needs to operate like customer service. Whether we shop at Gucci or we're shopping at Target, people still have to show up and provide a service. So I don't understand why Spirit Airlines is okay with being out into the world, being janky. And now you, you know, that little boy being lost is the worst, is the best thing that could have happened. In Florida, in Orlando, human trafficking at airports is out of the out of this world. Oh, she God. shouldn't be contemplating suing. She should absolutely yes. sue. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why anyone would think that it is okay to lose a little kid. Yeah. And then like, oh, we found them. It's all good. Yeah. How no. cavalier. They were that so cavalier. Lost about him it. should be fired. Just like the person at AMC Theater should be fired. These are people that are going to cost you money. They are not good for business. And this is unacceptable on the greatest level. And it doesn't matter if they recovered the child. The mental anguish and Mm. the emotional 
distress that that lady had been going through. Imagine being a little kid wandering about at an airport where nobody is seeing. <sighs> it's not okay. No, it's, it's not. And I, I you know, I'm not going to stay on it, but can we please just pop up the picture one more time? It shouldn't matter if the little boy was this adorable or not, but I am, I'm melted. I'm melted. Look at this little boy. Mm-hmm. How could you not want to help here and yeah. just be so cavalier about it? God bless you, Miss Ramos. I, I just, I'm disgusted by this. It's as if Spirit Airlines doesn't even care about the PR. They're channeling, what was the airline in the airplane? Trailblazer. <laughs> they want to live up to the trailblazer reputation from the airplane movie. Okay. And this is sick. This is uh, sick. Um, We're going to gather ourselves together and bring you much more indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie today. Ida Rodriguez is our special guest co-host. We're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. Sharon Reed alongside Ida Rodriguez. Doc has earned the day off, so we are holding down the the ship for him. Uh, Viewer comments. Let's talk about Bishop Barber getting kicked out of the AMC theater because he needed a special chair, his arthritis, his spine has issues. So he just wanted to enjoy the color purple. He was escorted out by police. V says, in his news conference, Bishop Barber said there were two managers that threw him out, one black, one mixed or Latino. Sometimes it'd be your own people. To his credit, Bishop Barber said, that's what's wrong, regardless of race. Got a point there. You do have a point. Spirit Airlines placed a six-year-old child on the wrong flight and is unbothered today. Okay, we still haven't seen evidence that they're bothered by this. V. Brown says that could have been her worst nightmare. Librio says they've shown less negligence to people's luggage. And that is saying a lot. Anybody who knows Spirit, you done said everything. And they got the nerve to charge you really the cost of your low fare. Just put your bag underneath. Where they're going to throw it, too, by the way. Okay, and maybe go throw it. I said too much there. I have no evidence of that. But I'm going to tell you something. They have to get themselves all the way together here because this is outrageous. Outrageous. But do you, people, just like a university chancellor did and then got fired for X-rated videos with his wife? Well, this is interesting. Looks like a clean-cut fellow. She does, too. Okay? You can be anybody and do whatever you want. For Mediate, the University of Wisconsin's Board of Regents unanimously voted to fire 63-year-old Chancellor Joe Gao of its across campus after discovering that he and his wife, Carmen Wilson, have been posting adult content online under the handle at Sexy Happy Couple. Sometimes featured porn stars. University of Wisconsin lacrosse chancellor was terminated for this. Okay, terminated. On Wednesday, for actions the president called abhorrent. I mean, well, what in particular was so abhorrent? I don't know. I didn't see it. Universities of Wisconsin President Jay Rothman said, quote, in recent days, we learned of specific conduct by Dr. Gao that has subjected the university to significant reputational harm. His actions were abhorrent. Adding the university has hired an outside law firm to investigate further. In an email to the Associated Press, Rothman said he also wants 
Gal stripped, I wouldn't use that word, of his tenure. Meanwhile, according to the Daily Beast, Gal says education officials overreacted and he may file a First Amendment lawsuit. Some people go off on a trip and play golf. We go off on a trip to Los Angeles, Las Vegas, or Phoenix and shoot our show. Joe Gal, former chancellor of the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, told the Wisconsin State Journal, Daily Beast, with statements. As the Daily Beast notes, Gal has been making X rated content with his wife for almost a decade. But it wasn't until he started posting the videos in the last few months that his secret side hustle, which included explicit and accounts to pseudonym books and a series of vegan cooking videos with adult film stars, became known. Someone tipped off the university system and the Board of Regents moved quickly to terminate him just months before he was scheduled to step down and transition back to life as a professor. Well, I have questions about how they found out who was on the site, who was following it, who was looking for this content, okay? If you're gonna do the witch hunt, do the whole thing, keep going with it. My wife and I live in a country where we have a first amendment, he added, we're dealing with consensual adult sexuality. The regents are overreacting. They're certainly not adhering to their own commitment to free speech or the First Amendment. Gal said he was denied due process and that he is contemplating legal action. I wish I would have had the opportunity to have a hearing when reasonable people understand that my wife and I are creating. It calms them down, he said. Gal told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, the creation of books and videos exploring consensual adult sexuality falls within his right to free speech under the First Amendment. So he previously hid this part of his life, but made a recent decision to reverse course and be a little more open about these free speech issues. Yes, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Nothing said about the University of Wisconsin. There's nothing said about the chancellor on the videos, he said, after his firing. So someone else would have to make those associations, and then someone would have to say those are problematic. Since the first time Gal was run into trouble from his association with porn, he was denied a pay raise in 2018 after paying an adult actress $5,000 from his discretionary fund to address his students. He has since repaid the money. Mediaite with the details there. You go to college to learn, explore, listen, figure out your worldview, perhaps. And that includes, depending on the course, I guess, sexuality, but never mind that. What does consensual sex Ida have to do with the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse? And why wouldn't they give him due process? Oh, yeah, why would they even bring this up in the first place unless the contract says you, you can't engage in this kind of behavior? I don't know that it would say that it might now. Moving forward, they might add an addendum to other professors, but aren't we getting too deep? Now you're literally, you're literally going there. First of all, I this is the funniest story. I'm glad that we're ending with this one. I laughed so hard. Vegan cooking, yo. This is interesting. <laughs> I just Put the made two together. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
I think he should. I think he should definitely sue. I think he should get his five thousand dollars back. Yeah. This continuously perpetuates the fact that sex workers are not real workers, and you can learn lessons from anybody. Um, also, these are this is a married couple. This is their preference. What are y'all doing? You know what? Let me tell you something. The reason why I don't know who is on OnlyFans is because I don't have an OnlyFans account. That the part. reason why I don't know who's on Pornhub is because I'm not on Pornhub. So uh, I would just say who is searching, who's already doing the porn. This all this purity stuff, this puritanical, you know, oppression is it causes people to be even more sexually frustrated and it and it breeds a lot of horrible things into the universe. Yeah. The thing is that this man and his wife have their they got their preferences and they do their thing and that ain't none of y'all business. And if y'all going around fishing around on Pornhub, y'all wouldn't know about it. Let yeah. that man live. I like Joe. I'm gonna give me a me shirt too. that says Joe and <laughs> it's vegan. Yes. It's creating I, incredible I content. At the Chancellor, and I saw his picture, and I can see the frustration on his face. Mm-hmm. Look at his picture versus Joe's picture, and you can yeah. see Joe is sixty something years old, and he looks really good for his age because he is letting it out, folks. And sometimes you just gotta live your life. I think this is funny, but at the same time, I do think people do have to fight for their rights because yes. what's happening in this country now is that people want to impose their personal mor- moral beliefs onto others. And sure, we all have to have some moral standards. As long as you are not breaking the law, abusing yes. children, abusing animals, abusing other people, and you are oh having sex with consensual adults, you are following the, the letter of the law. And there is no reason why people who probably not getting any should be able to tell you that you can't. That yeah. is not acceptable. And I do think he should get his $5,000 back for hiring a sex worker that came into the class and gave a lesson. Because when you do that, you devalue that person and you are validating that these people are not actual workers and have nothing to offer and nothing to say. And I don't mm-hmm. agree. No, I agree with you. And and the fact that it seems like you're policing women who have control over, just because you don't agree with it, you're yep. policing women have control over their bodies and want to be entrepreneurs a lot of times. It's not right. I, I agree with you, the $5,000 that was his to use uh, and bring in a guest speaker. He didn't tell them what to believe. He exposed them to someone in the industry and he had to pay the money back. And I think you're right. It's a lesson I learned in college. I used to be different. Not that much is going on in my life now, but I would complain my roommates up partying smoking weed all night, men coming in and out. And I give them peace of my mind and they say, shut up, Reed. Okay, maybe you need to. And I said, you know, looking back, I could have had a lot more fun and would have been a lot less annoying to them. So the lesson is live and let live, okay? But it's a slippery slope, is it not, Ida? Particularly on these college campuses where who decides, that's why I, I do want to know, perhaps being the investigative journalist that I am, I have that in my background, what exactly in the conduct, what exactly was posted that was abhorrent? That's the word the chancellor used. Well, now I'm curious, you perhaps chancellor have brought this, uh, this spotlight, if you will, 
on the university by making it such a big deal. We wouldn't be talking about it on Indisputable if they'd left the man alone. I'll give you the last word. My last word here is live and let live. A lot of the stories that we covered today are people minding other people's business. Wow. And we only have a certain amount of time on this planet and this experience, and we should make the most of it for ourselves and our loved ones. So mm -hmm. with that, I just want to say I wish everybody a very happy new year. I hope that you make a decision. The universe agrees with the made up mind to have the best year and the intention to go get it. And that the more you fall in love with yourself and your mm. own journey, the less you will be worried about somebody else's. Woo. Signing off. Ida Rodriguez, happy new year. Thank you so much, everyone at TYT for always supporting me. Dr. Richie's uh, audience as well for showing up for me. I love us. When I say us, you know I'm yeah, talking about that melanated uh, mm -hmm. connection, and I will continue to fight for us and I, I, and our allies and the people who show up for us and put their privilege on the line for us. So I, that does not go, um, that does not get, it's not lost on me. So I just want to say thank you to the TYT audiences for showing up and for showing out and happy, have a happy and safe new year. It's only Be intentional. Be intentional. About, well, we love you for all of those reasons. Um, and quickly, tell us where we can see more of your great work. I'm so impressed that you are an author. Thank I mean, that's got to be difficult. It was hard. It was, I've been working on it for a long time, and now I'm working on my second book. So wow. uh, it worked out. Uh, you can find everything Ida at funnyaida.com. Um, please check out my special on a, on Max. Uh, we don't know how long they will be there with all of the mergers and stuff. So please make sure you check it out. Um, they ready on Netflix and it, and legitimate kid is available now where all books are sold. And even though, you know, we moved so quickly, my book only came out two months ago. It just made one of the, um, the, the list for the best books of this year that I just posted. But I just want to say thank you to everyone who purchased the book. If you haven't gotten it, pick it up. It is not funny. It is not a funny book. It is not a funny memoir. It is my life story. People are on good reads. The bad reviews that I'm getting is that the book isn't as funny as they thought it was going to be. I'm so sorry that some of the marketing has been misguiding. The book is not was not written to be funny. I'm just an author here. So please check it out. And if you are and you have, go to Amazon and please give me a review and Goodreads. Those do matter. Um, and happy new year. Enough about me. I love y'all. Thank you so much. We for love you too. I'm going to get the book. And then you got to promise me something. I hate to be a fan, but uh, when we do meet in person, I do want you to sign it and I'll give you a good review because I already know it's inspiration. Yeah, just put it under that. You send me an address, DM me your address because I follow you and, and I'll send you a book. I appreciate you so much. Ida Rodriguez, we love you. I Thanks, love you Doc, back. You for you. letting us up. We'll just helm the show for you this last show of the year. This is indisputable. We hope you'll continue to follow us and stay loyal.